Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Empowerment Podcast. It's your boy, Mikey G, coming to you live from the free state of Florida. And this afternoon, I am joined by the one and only, the man. Uh, this man just bought a new Samsung washer and can do clothes in under 30 minutes. Uh, the man whose mantra is double the dosage, double the results. He's the man who doesn't call 911, but 911 calls him. He's the patriot. He's the parent. He's the friend. He's the guy that I want him to know right now. If he threw a party, invited everyone he knew, he would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, thank you, Greg A. Tador the first for being a friend. Happy Tuesday, sir. How the hell are you? Yes, sir, man. I'm doing all right. How's it going down there? Man, it's Florida. You know, tough yep. life. Better than degrees. the Northeast. Better than golf us. course. Golf course in the backyard. <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're doing good down here, sir. We're doing good down here. Um, you know that hat, Greggy. I like that, and I know that G doesn't stand for your first name. No, it doesn't. It's the boys at GBRS um, coming out with some good stuff. Pretty much weekly, some great content, um, as well as some tips, and uh, also. The shirt I got on is my new FM Finance and Maneuver. Go check them out on Instagram. They really they come up with some cool shit. Very very good marketing guys, and um, they're always coming out with some interesting and in your face designs, which we all know I love. And I definitely love the classic T you got on. Brings me back to childhood. Back when times were good. Back when times were really good. 1984. I was six. All I cared about was the 18 Night Raider, <laughs> different strokes. Airwolf for me. Airwolf. <laughs> I actually like MacGyver too. MacGyver was oh, awesome. Yeah. Yep. You know, Magnum PI. Yep. You still love it. You know, I always wanted two Dobermans like Zeus and Apollo they had there. So, um, as customary on the Empower Man podcast, want to give a shout out to our, our men and women in blue, our firemen and women, our EMTs. Thank you all for keeping our community safe and sound. Absolutely. And a shout out to all the military personnel out there, all the branches all across the world. Thank you. And watch your backs. Be safe. And America first. Always. Always. And, you know, this episode is going to be kind of unique. Uh, I was happened to be in Washington over the weekend when mm -hmm. the tragic events unfolded in Israel. Um, and, and we heard the stories and we've, talked about, you know, offline, you know, our conversations, and now we're bringing them more to the forefront for empowerment community so that we could all kind of be, be involved in this discussion. And it just made me think, like, we, are we prepared as men? Are we prepared as a nation? Uh, we saw the the butchering of, of children, the pillaging of, of women, and, and, and people just dragged them, that music festival where people were just having a great time. And in one instant, it was it was taken from them and and i think in this country greg a lot of people take things for granted would you what would you think what would you say about that you think that's a pretty fair statement couldn't agree more everyone is asleep at the wheel most people are asleep at the wheel in my opinion i keep saying everyone because it's natural to me not everyone but i'll say a strong 90 percent have no clue what's going on and how easy and how fast something can pop off yeah and it goes back to the episode that we did that freedom isn't free yep 
and Israel is in the fight for their life. And I don't know what's more disturbing, the evil that we saw unfold over the weekend in Israel or the evil that we're seeing here that's being supported by Americans. And when I was growing when we were growing up, you know, America always stood for what was right. You know, when there was a country that was in need, America came in. When, you know, things were going wrong in the world, America stepped in because I believe it was America's responsibility. Now you're seeing America, I feel, kind of taking a back seat on the world stage and becoming very passive. And you're seeing now what's happening in the world. And, you know, my biggest fear is the next domino to fall, which would be China taking over Taiwan. Are we prepared, Greg, as a country and as men? And do you think something like this could happen on our soil? First question, are we prepared? I don't I, we could be prepared, but a lot of people in this country want to depend on the government and that just needs to stop. That that way of thinking is not good. Do not depend on them for shit because if if something like this happened, in our in our world or at least up here in the northeast there there's it's it's utter chaos you're on your own there's no 911 no one's coming to save you so is your household prepared i think nowadays everyone hears the word prepared and they immediately go to those shows like doomsday preppers and they think people are weird and they're they're like the far extreme and it's that's not what we mean by are you prepared are you prepared to go a week without power food water do you have a backup energy source? Because if the grid goes out, what do you do? Okay, I have some batteries. How long a time period do you have batteries for? Do you have batteries for three days? Do you have batteries for three weeks, uh, a week, a month? What do you have? What's your water source? That's number one. And then what's your food source? Number two. And if you had to go an insanely long amount of time, are you able to grow your own food, cook your own food, boil your own water? Like, Do you have all these things? And they sound so primitive and not sexy. And you're not talking about this on dates or with your wives or with your girls or whatever. But when push comes to shove, that's what you're going to depend on. And can you do those simple skills? It's just going back to fundamentals of survival. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if people are prepared for that in the 21st century. In the 20th century, we were prepared for it. But yeah. I feel nowadays we're too dependent upon technology and yeah. there's another thing too to kind of segue you see a lot of people posting about pro being pro-israel which i am being christian i've always wanted to visit israel and i've always wanted to see the sites where jesus walked and to me israel is very sacred you know and i would love to go and, and visit that land and a lot of my friends are Jewish. Uh, my cousin married a Jewish man, and I had been able to learn more about the Jewish culture, not just from reading the Bible, but just actually experiencing some of the traditions. I've had Jewish girlfriends, you know, and, and you see people support Israel on social media. But then you see people in leadership that have a different way of thinking. And when you see the innocent butchering of babies, you see women being dragged and shot in front of their parents. You see the horrific events that went down. I feel like there's a great hypocrisy in those that talk about doing and actually doing something. 
is that wrong to think that, Greg, or is that pretty much accurate? Um, you were breaking up a little bit at the end, but I got the gist of what you were saying about the hypocrisy. Listen, I'm I'm a different I'm a different animal. I don't think there's any leadership in this country at the moment. I think there's 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 no state of power. There's no we have no leverage on the on the on the world stage. We have nothing right now, and the weakness of our leadership has gotten us to this point and has also endangered all of our allies and friends across the country. Look how quickly they said, if you bomb us, we're going to kill a hostage. I'm not agreeing with that, obviously. However, strong message, and they had the balls to say it. Why can't we go? We used to be like that. We never negotiate at all. Nope, we're not negotiating because once you do that, you take all of your leverage, it goes from here to gone. You have no leverage anymore, and you're opening up all the other dangers by doing that one negotiation. And here we are negotiating and doing all these things. It's it's uh, it's weakness in our leadership, and it's a reflection of the majority of the citizens in this country, unfortunately. And I I agree. I agree with you 100%. And it's funny how when you look at different leaders in this country and us being on the brink of possibly World War III, and we all thought, well, not all of us, but majority of us, and again, that's questionable as well, that the world would be better on the current leadership. But I remember the past prior leadership, we were pretty safe, Greg. What you say? Yeah. Um, I know you and I spoke about this offline um, the other day, and I don't think one person can solve things. I think it can make things better, but I think there's a bigger picture and a bigger layer to just who sits in the presidency. I don't think it, it's the end-all, be-all to get somebody like Trump back there. I liked Trump, and I think things were better under him, but I'm looking at it from a more of a macro view <laughs> And I think, I just think the whole, everybody's compromised, in my opinion, in the government, Congress, Senate, all of that, everybody's compromised and they designed it that way. I just think everyone needs to get the hell out. We need to reset and reboot and put, and we spoke about this and put new people in. However, country's not ready for that. I don't think they'll ever be ready for that. They don't have the mindset for that. They don't, they don't have the, the palate to withstand something like that. And the next question is, well, who's going to do that? And then they're going to be like, if you select a group of people to oversee that, well, they're going to get heat. Like, oh, well, who chose them? Who put them in charge? And it's just, it's a bad, it's just a bad environment. However, things have to get worse, unfortunately, before they get better. And we're not even, we didn't even start here. You know, I think there's, there's evil everywhere and you have, if if you if you people think that this can't happen here, you got something coming. They did this with a fraction of the people that have that we've let in this country. They came in on fucking paragliders or whatever. It's 2023. You're paragliding into one of the strongest nations. That's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. And we need to take care of business. But with the people that are in the government now, it will never happen.
It'll never happen. So to Mike's point, are you prepared is actually a serious question. And you should be asking yourself that in every category. Like, oh, yeah, I'm prepared. I have money in the bank. If something happens and the power grid goes out, guess what? Your money doesn't mean shit. Stores are closed. Banks are closed. You can't get gas because everything runs on electric. If the generators eventually will run out of fuel because you can't pump fuel because it's run on electric, your money doesn't go anywhere. Anywhere. So you have to be prepared. And that's where Mike and I were talking about. Do you have a community? Do you have friends? Can you share food? Can you barter certain things? This goes back to like primitive times now. And I think most people, like you said earlier, are so dependent upon their technology and their cell phones and all that. They don't know. They could barely unlock their doors in their own house. Do you think they're going to survive? Agreed. And that raises the question, are you prepared for next year? <laughs> prepared for 2024? I'm prepared. But, I mean, people should be asking that. It's an election year. All this shit's happening a little, a little more than like a year out. We're about a year out from the election, right? So yeah. this is just the beginning. There's always some magic thing that happens on election year. Do you think it's a coincidence? If you just go back in time, none of this, none of these things are coincidences. And I don't trust anybody, anybody. They're all compromised in one way, shape or form. Well, it's funny. Kyle mentioned something on his Instagram account. Yeah. And then I another person I talked to mentioned something on their Instagram account um about this alert that went out on all the iPhones last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then this happened. And then you think of, okay, well, there was a lot of money that was given in exchange for hostages. Is that money the catalyst for these events that happened? Um, a lot of people are getting COVID again. Yeah. My neighbor, my friend, she, my neighbor, she's got COVID. One of my clients got COVID. So you're starting to see, I feel, you're starting to see events unfold. And I think we need to be prepared. How are you preparing for next year, Greg? Is there a certain things that you're doing? Is it a heightened awareness? Are you buying supplies? As men, we need to be prepared because we don't know what's coming down the pipe. I mean, my wife thinks I'm a psycho and a lot of people do, but I, I just like to be overly prepared. So whenever I'm food shopping or whatever, I'll get an extra big case of water. I have a filtration straw, worst case scenario, that I can pump water from like a shitty mud and get water from it. But I'm I'm prepared. Like I'll buy an extra an extra case or an extra item of food that will last for a while just in case. So basic needs like food, water, and then um also food, water, and then some sort of energy source. And so every time I'm there, I also pick up a huge pack of batteries, all different sizes that, you know, certain things I need take. And I'm storing up on gas for my gas generator for my house. So at least I could run my house for a little bit. And um, the the thing that I'm working on next that I'm looking into, it's a, it's a, you know, a satellite phone and satellite phones are not expensive. It's the plan. So I think you get, I forgot like three minutes free, but it's like $300 a minute after that. So 
and everyone laughs, but like, you know, you want to, you want a sat phone because I want to get my mom one. She's in Florida. I'm up here. And so I have one. So there's some sort of communication, worst case scenario, like you good. Do you have this or that? Like, you know what? At the end of the day, I, I want communication and I'll worry about the, the bill afterwards. That's the least thing on my mind, but food, water, energy, communications, and defense. Yeah. And I think with 2024, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of civil unrest like it was in 2020. I think absolutely. I think a precedent has been set. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think pitting people against each other. You know, I, I, I think one, one of the things I would like to have seen, doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, we can all agree that butchering children is wrong. Mm-hmm. Raping women is wrong. Shooting someone at point blank range in front of their family is wrong. Yeah. But we can't agree upon that because we have people in leadership positions that support this. And I think along those lines in 2024, being prepared, um, food, you mentioned food, water. But what about a backup plan for your family? Like what if stuff gets yeah. so stifling up there? Like where would you go? I moved to Florida for this very reason. Yeah. We have a competent governor, no matter what you think of him as a presidential candidate, this man has, over the last four years, has mm-hmm. blazed the trail in leadership for this country that other governors like Governor Nome, Governor Abbott, Governor Kemp, other governors that are red states followed, which why people are flocking there. Yep. That's why I moved here. Yeah. Because I felt that this was going to happen again. And like you said, people live in La La Land. And as men, you know, can you defend your family, Greg? Like if someone, if a terrorist came a knocking, could you defend your, could you defend your family? Yeah, I I could, but I've made myself trained up enough to do that. I, I mean, it's a simple thing. Do you have like an early detection? Like I live off the street, so it's, you can't see my house, which is a gift and a curse. So it's nice for privacy, but if something goes down, no one can see anything. So I have like certain like things set up for with people like laser points and stuff. So it sets an alarm off and then, you know, it's different stages. So if the, the last alarm goes off, you fully committed to coming on my property. I'm already have had the time from the first one that I set up that it's, it's game on. And yes, I could defend my family. And I think every, every head of the household should be able to do that. And if you just take a walk in public or go sh- food shopping or go get gas, I hate saying this. I get a lot of heat for it, but I'm going to say, how many men do you see? How many heads of households can defend their family? Like you said, where are you going? Like I'm looking at land that is a drivable distance, an hour, two hours away from here, but it's remote because I would like some sort of point, like you said, an access point to where if, if shit really got bad, pack up, go up there, supplies are up there, and you could defend that little area a lot easier and there's less people which means it's easier to defend than something here but you talk to people like that they think you're crazy and you're like a warmonger and you want all this stuff no it's not wanting my wife says oh you want something to happen like no i don't want something to happen there's there's a difference between wanting it and just being utterly prepared for it yeah and there's a reason that we, you are the champion of the Second Amendment, as we say that as part of our intro, but there's something to be said about the Second Amendment and the power that that has because 
we have the right to defend ourselves. Yeah. When when a lot of these countries don't have that right. Hmm. They don't have the right to defend themselves. So, you know, when it comes to democracy, everyone likes to use that word democracy like a club. You know, Israel is a democracy. They're fighting for their existence and their survival right now. And as a fellow, you know, democracy, de- democratic country, as we are, um, you know, it's a shame that not everyone is in solidarity for supporting Israel. And I think that there's going to be a lot of that strife spilling in the next year. Greg, we know you're prepared to defend your family. What tips would you give a guy who has no experience using a gun or any type of defense weapon? Would you give a guy advice to say, hey, listen, I want to protect my family, but I don't know how. What would you give advice to that that man that's looking to protect his family? I would first ask him, are you com- what are you comfortable in? Are you fit? Let's just start. Are you physically capable of defending your family if it had to come down to like hand to hand or whatever, close quarters? Are are you are you physically a- able to, you know, go up and down your stairs or run your property or carry your kids or whatever? First of all, how are you physically capable? If you're not, then let's just start there. If you're a fat ass and you you can't walk. 10 feet to the to the kitchen i don't really see you defending your family sorry but i'm gonna say it start with physical and then are you mentally prepared to what you're gonna have to do at the worst case scenario like it's it's not fun it's not gonna be pretty there's fight or flight right and you know i've taken a lot of trainings and courses where some of the hardest dudes you know optics wise freeze they freeze. They don't know what to do because now they're in it. And even though it's a training and they know they're not going to really get hurt, you could get hurt a little bit, but not like you're not going to get like, you know, maimed or anything or killed, but people freeze. And you, you got to be able to, if you're that type of person and it's hard to know that unless you've been in a situation, fight or flight, if you get to that place and you freeze, that's where, training and repetitions and all that will come into play and you just you might stop for a second and then go and you're good and you can do fall back on your training it's just like muscle memory like you always say but if you're one of these people that you freeze no you're done you're done so I, I, i would start with physical mental and then listen some people just aren't comfortable around guns they're just not and i'm not faulting them for that I don't say you should be comfortable around them, but you should have some sort of awareness and basic um, training on it. And I'm not saying guns are the answer, but if, all right, our friend, their house got broken into, what was it, two weeks ago? And they, they had like the ring camera, and but they didn't have an alarm system and they live in a nice area. And their ring went off she had it on silent. He didn't. So he heard it. Her man heard it in bed and, and got her up. So my whole thing is let's start right there. Why is your phone on silent? I understand you don't want to be disturbed when you're sleeping, but then what's the point of having security cameras alarm or whatever, because you you might as well just not have it if you're not going to be able to hear it. So you got to be able to hear it. And so that's number one. So he gets up. It's like, I think it was like 3.15 in the morning. So you're just hitting that like REM sleep. So you're out of it. And he he checked the camera. He sees, you know, people coming in. He rushed downstairs. 
And one guy was already halfway through the window of their den. And there was two other guys outside. So in probably another full minute, there would have been three guys in your house. What are you going to do? Use your words. Let me know how your words work in a situation like that. Because now your life's in danger and your girl's life's in danger. Forget your property. That's It is what it is. We can all live without that. But what are you going to do? And, uh, you know, oh, you talk to like the, the, the macho guy. Oh, I'll shoot him. Like, will you? Will you really do that? And if you, and I was like, oh, I'll make it sound like I have a gun. If you do that and you don't have one and they do, you're done there too. Now you've opened up Pandora's box. They think you're armed when you're not, and they're going to come in hard if they want. They want to take what they want to take. They're going to do it. So are you physically capable of doing it? Are you mentally? And do you have the right tools? It doesn't have to be a gun. It could be something else. Do you have the tools at your disposal? Because think about it. 30 more seconds. If he would have slept 30 more seconds or been in that groggy state or whatever, didn't jump out of bed, three, three people in your house. And he was lucky. He, he he got downstairs into the den, yelled, cursed. They actually ran off. I saw the video. They sent it to me. They ran down the front yard. There was a guy in, I think it was like an escalator or something, waiting. They all jumped in. Truck took off. So technically, there was four guys coming for your house. Three of them would have been inside your house. That's not yeah. good. Not good. Yeah. And. And truth be told, full disclosure, I, I don't know jack about guns. I've been learning over the last couple of years. I think it's mm -hmm. important. And, and this the, the tough part for me is I don't know if I would freeze or not. I, I probably would because, you know, I don't believe in shooting and taking another life just based upon my beliefs. But I've also learned over the years that you have to defend yourself. And in Florida, the laws are a little bit different. Yeah. You know, you know as soon as you step over that, I mean – Ready if I'm in fire. my car and you're walking towards my car and I feel threatened, I can just fire away and I'm good. You, you, you know what I mean? And do I feel guilty? Of course I would feel guilty because I would take another life. But in the it, at the time, if if it was my wife and, you know, mm -hmm. there are four guys against one. Believe me, it's 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 kill or be killed. You, you know what yeah, I mean? If you have and, a family, if, if even if you don't have kids or if you have a girl or a wife or a husband or, or if it's just you, that's three on one. And what happens if he wasn't home that night, he was traveling for work or something. She's not even hearing them come in. Now there's yeah. three guys and one woman. What do you do? Right. But nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to think about it. And nobody wants, no, that'll never happen to me. Listen, these guys live in a nice neighborhood and it happened. No problem. Happened on a Monday night. Could happen anywhere. Yeah. And I hope people are listening. They take stock of this. And, you know, Greg yeah. and I have given you some options in regards to, you know, even self defense, taking jujitsu or some type of martial art, some yeah. type of self defense, knife fighting, something that. One of our friends, you know, took a knife fighting class after he got accosted in, in New York City. And you you need to be able to protect it. You've got kids. They, you know, I'm sure you're going to teach them to protect themselves. Oh, As yeah. men, the roles it's in our circles, the man provides, 
the man protects. Like Kara said, she liked the old school, you know, and Karen Curtis, they yep. like the old school and our values espouse what she believes be, you know, if it was my girlfriend or my, yeah. I mean, it's, you got to defend. You got to defend words can only help so much, but you know, I've seen, we've seen too much stuff go down where you need mm -hmm. to be able to say, if you got a child sleeping, Hey, daddy's going to go get his 45 and it's going to be uh, like, yo, Clint Eastwood. Right. Listen, uh, Israel and, and Palestine and, and it's, they've been fighting since like the fucking dinosaurs. So they'll never stop fighting. They've always been fighting. I just think it's it, politically now it's such a mess yeah. that you have all the different actors across the world taking sides, sending munitions there, sending money there, training, training their terrorists or training their groups of guys. And it's just it's it's such a mess now. And we are not a strong country like we were. No. These other countries are not dumb. No. They're well-funded. They know our tactics. They know we have the the utmost weakest leadership I think we've ever had. It's just, it's embarrassing. You don't think they're going to take advantage of that? A hundred. I would if I was them. You got to think like them. I would be like, yes, now's the time. There's no repercussions. There, we're too worried about trans this and and guys using girls' bathrooms and, and these people are literally just, you know just mauling people and, and, and burning people alive or whatever, which they've always done, but we're too focused on like the dumbest shit because I, we're yeah. out of sight, out of mind. They, these people are out of touch. And I think if you couple that with the moral decay that we've seen oh, in this it's, country, yep. it's a, it's a bad recipe and it's just more alarming which is by design. Yeah. It's, I it's think. really sad. Yeah. It, it's really sad. Um, you know, being prepared, you know, talking about next year and some of the things that have we've seen as a precedent, talking about defending your family. What if you get sick, Greg? Are you prepared? Like if God forbid you couldn't work or you get sick, do you have stuff in place that would protect your family? Yeah, that we have things set up. I know you're a big proponent of this and you've done your research and you're always tweaking your plans. And it's I think. Uh, <laughs> No, you give yourself credit. I think people overlook that. I think f heads of households overlook that. And they, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm young. I don't need that yet. Like, like you know, long-term health benefits or whatever. I don't need that. I'm healthy. You're, you're only healthy until you're not. And that it could happen at any age. So I think having a plan for if you do get sick, you're, you know you're peace of mind is there you're taking care of or your family's taking care of it's you don't have to worry about that because everyone is is quick to oh that's expensive every month it's, it's another couple hundred dollars as opposed to what what's the alternative okay mm -hmm. so maybe you don't go buy that those shoes or maybe you just don't go on that vacation this year whatever small sacrifice for a major peace of mind which in time, you can actually get the money from the interest, like tax-free. There's there's a bunch of different programs out there. So you're, you're not just wasting money or throwing money away or, oh, I don't need that. You don't need it until you need it. Like my boy Dave says, it's never a problem until it's a problem. And if you 
if you make it to a nice old age and whether you have a family or not and you didn't have to use it, great. Guess what? You have a nice pool of money you can dip into now. Now go ball out and do whatever you have to do. But nobody is thinking like that because they're show they're so short-sighted on, oh, I have to get these shoes or I have to go to this concert or, oh, I have to have my triple latte venti macchiato shit drink every morning for $8. Do $8 times five, which is 40. Now do that times four weeks. It's $160 a week. Now times 12, um, times 12. 160. Let's do real quick math, Mike. It's a little under 2,000. Thanks, Mike. Um, you're better at math than me. So we have 160 times 12. It's like $1,920 on a shitty coffee drink. That's good job, Mike. That's not healthy for you. Probably setting you back physically and mentally and all that stuff, which we won't go down. But that's $2,000 on a cup of coffee only five days a week when you go to your work. You can pretty much get a policy for that. Just saying. Just You can get something for that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get your Empower Man yeah. coffee mug for a fraction of what you spend going to Starbucks. Mike, you know, I have, I'm in a coaching group and he's hammering down us every week. And I completely understand where he's coming from. Is your house in order? Is your house in order? And it means all the different things we're talking about, not just financially, but it's the physical, it's the mental. Are your kids okay? Is your relationship okay with your wife? Is, is your house okay? You know, it's a simple thing like, do you have your gutters cleaned or is your water system good? Like simple things. And everyone just pushes it off, pushes it off until it's and now it's a instead of spending a thousand dollars to get something fixed, oh, I'll put it off. Now, now the the, the unit breaks. And instead of spending a thousand dollars, now I have to spend ten thousand to replace the unit. How how that's not smart in my opinion. I agree. Just saying. I agree. Cause then if you put it on a credit card. Gotta pay the interest. Yep. Right. So that oh yeah. Yep. That ten thousand is interest. now thirteen thousand. So you have three thousand in interest. So if you didn't have the money for a thousand, how are you gonna get the money for that now? So you know, and and, and again, that all kind of like snowballs, like you said, getting your house in order. You yeah. know, one of the things that Dave Ramsey talks about is an emergency fund. How many people have an emergency fund? I'm working on mine. Yeah. You know, my, my parents instilled that in me since I was little. You have to have an emergency fund. If, whether you're renting or owning, apartment or house, something's going to break. And you don't want to dip into your personal, I call it personal day-to-day checking account, just say it. You have like a little envelope system or, or another savings account just for your house. You do not touch that. It's the discipline, though. People might start that, which is great, and then they see something they want to get, and they're gonna just, oh, I'll just, I'm gonna take it out of here. Don't worry, I'll put it back next paycheck. That shit never happens. Never happens. So, even if you throw like, I don't know, twenty bucks a week into a jar or whatever, and you do not touch it, it's just for your house or your apartment or anything, and you need a new, I don't know, furnace. Or something, or our part breaks, and that part's fifteen hundred dollars. Well, maybe you saved up half of that. Great. So now you're only coming out of pocket 
seven fifty instead of the full fifteen hundred. That's great, just by saving like twenty bucks a week or ten bucks a week or whatever. But it's discipline, which most people don't have, and they want the instant gratification. And guess what, everybody? Prices are going up across the board on everything. So it used to be hundreds of dollars to fix something. Now it's thousands of dollars to fix the same thing. The cost of labor has gone up. The cost of parts have gone up. The cost of everything has gone up, and it trickles down to us. I don't even blame the company because their costs go up. Everyone hates yeah. on the Oh, they're taking advantage of us. Well, did you know the part that they used to buy for $100 is now $250? So what do you think? They're just going to eat that? They're in business to make money. I'm not hating on that. So they have to pass that increase on to the client. That's how it works. But yet the third person narrative of blame the company. No one takes accountability anymore for anything. No one can can nope. take ownership of of nope. things and, and you're seeing that across the board as well emergency funds it doesn't matter you, you know you you ideally would want to have six months of expenses saved but really that's the, the goal matter that's, is, the goal. that's the goal but we just like we just talked about it's hard to save now because there's yeah. kind of a clamp especially on the middle class like yeah. us. It's, oh. it's a clamp it, it's, it's vice like, grip so vice grip. So do the best you can, even if you have a hundred bucks. It's a hundred bucks that you didn't have saved in the event of emergency, because that can at least buy you some food. If here if and I want to I want to back it up. So when all this shit was going down or is going down with Israel and Palestine and all that, and you know, a lot of people are saying, Oh, well, they're not here, it's not here. And then within 24 hours, look at all the protests in all the different, you know, even in the UK, they had a bunch, like you have the pro-Palestinian group. And I'm not taking sides. I'm just proving a point. Yep. What was it? The other day in, in New York, they had a couple hundred people. There's way more than a couple hundred people, but you didn't even know they existed 24 hours ago. So if you think they can't reach out and mobilize or activate a cell or whatever, you are crazy. You're crazy. You have to be prepared for that. What's the worst that could happen? If you're prepared, nothing happens. Great. Great. You're just prepared. You have another skill set. There's nothing wrong with that. You can only hope that would happen. Yeah, and that's the because goal. You don't want anything to happen. <laughs> no. And because at the end of the day, you are truly on your own. No one is coming. Everyone likes to say that tagline. No one's coming. No one's coming. No. Why do you think that exists? No one is coming for you. No. I, I agree. I agree. And, and, and again, it, it it's challenging times we're living in. You, you gotta, as a man, especially with a family, you, you gotta have those backup plans. You gotta, in the yeah. event, it's it, like you said, people think it's never gonna happen to me. Well, I'm sure people, and I have a friend of mine who I texted in Israel. She, her and her family live a little outside of Tel Aviv, and they woke up to a war. So, you know, if it can happen over there, who knows what we could wake up to over here. And the whole point of this episode is to make sure, as a man, you are prepared to protect your family in the event you get sick. In the event, you know, with next year, the election and, this, and this, the challenges that we're going to face as a country. And I kind of want to ask you one last thing here, Greggy T. If you had to leave it all behind, would you have a plan? If you said, I got to leave, I got to leave Connecticut. It's too, mm -hmm. I've taken my wife and kids, we're out of here. Are you prepared to do that? Like, would you be prepared to leave it all behind and go somewhere that's a little safer? Is this like a, do I have time? I'm trying to get the, the context. Like, is it wake up on a Tuesday and I just got to go because it's so bad or like sell everything and move type of thing? I have time. It's a little bit of both. 
I mean, if, if I, I had to yeah. leave, then, yeah. If yeah. if I had to leave immediately, yeah, I would probably drive down south to you and my mom. I would go to Florida. But if if I had time, then I would liquidate and do what I have to do. I have no problem with that. I, I don't care about things anymore. I did when I was younger. You know, when I was in college, oh, you want to get this and you want these cars and all the motorcycles. I, I don't care about that anymore. I truly don't. And I think it comes with age. I'm just yeah. old now and I care about other things. But um, if I had to drop of a hat leave, yeah. And g g one more thing of preparedness. Do you have a little go bag ready? Just a little bit. It doesn't have to be a, a, a fucking roll-on suitcase like you're going to, to Europe for a month. Just a simple go bag with a little bit of water, some food, maybe some meds, some aspirin, and some you know gauze or whatever, like a simple little med kit, something like that, and and a gas can and get in your car and go. And that's why we're big fans of, and this was instilled in me when I was little, always have gas in your car. Because if you have no gas, you ain't getting anywhere. Simple. They're so simple, these things, but everyone overlooks them. Everybody. And, and those, the tidbits of advice you got, those little nuggets, back then it was acceptable. And now yeah. when you look at taught. these things, it was taught. It was, taught. It was frowned upon. Yeah. We're, we're not meant to survive anymore. We're meant to rely on these. These are what we're meant to rely on. Technology. They're only as good until the power's out. The power's the out. grid's out. And then what? And the grid's out. And I I am fully prepared. If I had to leave it all behind, I'm fully prepared. Yeah. You know, whether I leave my belongings here, whether mm -hmm. I take my things, but I already know where I would go. I already know where I would live. I know that if people needed to come down here, I know what I would do. So mm -hmm. it's having these plans in place. You know, I, I worry about my family. And, you know, I you can't have these conversations with them because they don't want to hear it, like you said. But if there's any... Listen, if push came to shove, we would need to figure out how to get them down here. So this way we could all be here. Because so unfortunately in this country, there are states that are free. There are states that have challenges. And in Florida, this is a free state. Yeah. It just is. And and whoever says otherwise, why are people still moving down here in record numbers? Why are housing prices so high? Why is the economy so good down here? Who wants to start a business in New York? I don't. Ugh. Be handcuffed with taxes and restrictions. No it's way. it's it's insane. So, as a man, if you have a family, as a man, just in general, are you prepared to leave it all behind? Look what's going on in Israel. If New York got attacked, would you be prepared to just pack up your bags, get your kids, and let's roll? I'm just saying it could happen. Of course, it could happen. And you see all these these videos here in this country where things are happening, like. An old, an old lady's getting beat up or something, and everyone's just like this with their phones out, it's filming crazy. it. And no one steps in to help, or a girl's getting <clears throat> her ass kicked on the street. No one's stepping in, and it, it blows my mind. Now, I know a fraction of those people don't want to get involved because you're going to get sued, and you're going to be called a, a, an, an ist, insert the word before, any different word, and it's a problem. But... At the end of the day, it's going to come down to right and wrong and good and evil, you know, and it's that that person needs your help. Remind me to tell you one day in Meisner Park in college what happened um, at Max's Grill. Well, it was Gigi's. There used to be a restaurant called Gigi's right next to it. 
what happened there. Girl was not assaulted, but she was hit on a date by her man. Well, didn't end well for the guy. Yeah, me and my boy were literally just having dinner. We saw the whole thing. Well, that didn't last long. And the cops came and shook our hands and thanked us. And they would still do that down here. But would they do they that would. in New York? Probably no. not. Oh, I'm, in, I'm, I'm done. I'm in jail for years, probably. <laughs> it, Which is why. Really, and you said it perfectly. It's a battle between good and evil, right and wrong. And yeah. unfortunately, it's distorted now. Yeah. Um, you know, back when we were growing up, we knew right and wrong. Mm-hmm. It was, if this was back when we were growing up, we would know who the good guys are, who the bad guys are, what is acceptable, what isn't acceptable. Uh, but unfortunately, there are people that are condoning what happened over the weekend. It's their right to it's say that right. as an American. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't say anything bad about it. But to me, uh, butchering innocent children, raping women, I said this earlier, and, and you know, shooting parents, mothers, daughters, the elderly right in front of them, uh, that to me is wrong. And I, I would like to think that most people with common sense would kind of think the same thing. But You would hope that, but like I said, these – I'll catch heat for this. It's it, They're very barbaric in that part of the world because they're so conditioned to this because it's been literally going on for thousands of years. This is their norm. So to them, it's not barbaric. To us, it is. But it's it's disgusting, in my opinion, obviously. But I just think, um, like you said, there people can have their opinions. I don't know what happened. It's okay to have different opinions. It's no problem. But just leave it at that. Everyone has to, to escalate from there. Like, I say up, you say down, and all of a sudden, like, that should be fine. Like, okay, I want to go up, you want to go down. Okay, no problem. But now it's become so divisive. Like, you can't say up. Like, yeah, no, I definitely can, but I'm not giving you shit for saying down. Just leave me alone. And it just, now it becomes like a heated thing. And and then add, like you said, trouble at home, trouble in school, trouble in lack of leadership, and it's just all one big mess. And here we are in the middle of it, trying to navigate it with our core values, which that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate test. And it's very hard every day. It's very hard. It is. And, and, uh, you know, I feel just to kind of wrap things up here. I feel that I think faith is, is more important than ever. I hope people believe that there is a God that, you know, I think we need to believe in something that's not here and present. We can't worship false idols. You know, we need to kind of think on things above. I think that will help us get through. You know, that is it, part of our fabric in this country. I also feel that more than ever, we need to be vigilant. We need to be aware. We need to be prepared, which is why we did this episode. And just think about everyone's situation is different. Just think about your situation. Think yeah. about it from a financial perspective. Think about it from a safety perspective. Make sure you haven't like an escape plan. Yeah, leave it all behind. Where would you go? What would you do? Do you have that travel bag? Food. What do you do for food? Could you plant? Could you grow your own food? You know, think about our friends at My Patriot Supply, mypatriotsupply.com. They've got great accessories for people that yeah. are survivalists. Like, like you and I are kind of survivalists in a way, but we also have common sense. Learn self-defense. Gun, knife, jujitsu, 
you got to be able to protect yourself. Like you said, would you freeze? It comes with conditioning. Being able to be prepared takes conditioning and training. Like fire drill when we were in school. A hundred percent. And we have to we have to take care of our house, the US first. Our house is a fucking mess. So how are we gonna go help these other countries over here and these other countries over there? And we can't even take care of ourselves. We need, in my opinion, we need to shut it down, take care of ourselves, and close our borders, start there and build within and drill here and do all these things and be completely self-sufficient, which we are 100% capable of. We just won't do it because of the corruption and all the other shitheads that are in leadership positions, which most of these people voted for. Yeah. And, and I, and ultimately there's still a belief that we, the people that still means something. We still have the power to elect our officials we still have the power to put people in, in, in power. And um, those words hopefully mean something to people. Um, and hopefully with next year coming down the pike that, you know, whether you vote for independents, Democrats, Republicans, whatever, whoever you vote for, it's your right. And don't take that right for granted as far as who you can vote for. But just make sure that when you do vote, that your vote matters it counts but do what you feel is best for our future for our children for the world and kind of you know make the best i'm not going to tell you who to vote for it's not my place to say i just know what my values are when i walk into a voting booth and unfortunately it's not what's going on today i i'm i would never tell somebody who to vote for go vote but make sure you know the details of what that person stands for because most people I'm going to get heat for this. Oh, I'm going to vote for her because she's a woman. Okay. Okay. But do you know what that woman stands for or that guy stands for? No, I just like his shirt. And this happens. Oh, you like his shirt. That's not. Look at Gavin Newsom. That piece of shit. Giving money away to these illegals when, I'll be honest, citizens need it. You know, we, we need it. So it's like you voted because he has nice hair or she has a nice dress. But do you know that she wants to give money to all these other countries before us do you know that they are not patriotic americans oh you didn't know that right because you didn't do your research you just like their shoes or their dress or their suit that they're wearing just smarten up please just know the facts yeah get rid of more of the hyperbole and get more more into the facts and i think when you are preparing yourself for events down yeah. the road know your facts know know where you're going don't just pretend it's all gonna be swept under the rug or it's gonna be taken care of because like you said you gotta depend on yourself you have to have a plan you have to be prepared for anything and you know to wrap this up yeah my my prayers my heart my love is with israel and i i know they're gonna they're gonna take care of business and 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 that's 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 pretty much yeah. it on my end. I'll I'll leave with one more tip. I always ask people like, oh, you, you drive to work, right? You drive from your house to work, from your work to home. Now, what if that route was closed due to construction? A lot of people don't know an alternative route. My point is, if, use the city for example, if you commute into New York City from Westchester, Connecticut, 
and there's a protest that's getting out of hand, which we've seen them happen all the past couple of years, right? Your route's closed. What do you do? They all look at me like, you're in your car, if you can even get to it. What, what do you do? Oh, I never thought of that. That's the number one. Greg, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. Yeah, you never thought of it. I'm, I'm here to tell you, you better have like two or three different routes. And that doesn't mean the fastest route home, but the safest route home. You might have to go south a little bit and east to go north and west. You have to have alternative exit strategies if something is blocked or if it's really bad. But like I always thought of this, what happens if they if something happened on the west side highway? You've been on it a million times. So have I. It's only two lanes. What happens if they started, if something happened there and they jammed it up? What do you do? What's your plan then? No one wants to have these conversations. Yeah. And you got to be able in that situation, you got to be able to think fast on your feet. You have to think quickly and can't freeze. You can't freeze. And I think that's the moral story when being prepared and preparing yourself for mm -hmm. what could happen. You just can't freeze. You got to execute. 100%. You got to execute. Greg, this is a great episode. It was definitely uh, a hard unique. one. It's a hard, hard one, one to listen to. It's a, and these are difficult conversations that we have to have as men. Yeah. Um, we have to bring these things to the forefront. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, a lot of people can take a lot away from this. Uh, Greg T, if anybody wants to provide us feedback, which we love, get in touch with us. Reach your coaching platform, Greggy T. Where can they find us, sir? Empowermentpodcast.com. Here on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. We're all over it. Leave us a review, like, subscribe. <laughs> shoot us a DM on Instagram. Mike and I are always checking it. Um, and my real estate coaching group is Forever Progress. Completely different discussions there than here. So go check it out. I'm launching, I think, in a week or so. So I'm pretty pumped about that. So um, that's my background. So go check it out. How about you, Mike? Where can and, they find you? Well, if you want to really find out more about me, go to empowermanpodcast.com and you can take your time and read my biography <laughs> word for word. That gets updated weekly because there's pour yourself a, a bath or a bottle of wine and just enjoy the read. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, I'm going to add my first bathing experience. That's going to be coming up <laughs> next week. You can read all about it and and whatnot. So, um, yeah, this is awesome, Greggy T. Good stuff. Um, we're going to have some more content. We are rapidly approaching our 30th episode, which will be a real celebratory um, episode. Um, we got our Veterans Day episode coming up. We, we we will be talking more about Israel, I'm sure, every week and the conflict over, over there because yep. what happens over there can have a, a ripple effect throughout the world and it can affect us here at home. So, uh, yeah. And remember, yeah, they're excited. only showing us what they want you to see. That's all I'm going to say. There's a lot of other things going on that you are not aware of and not seeing because they don't want you to see it on both yeah. sides. Both sides. 100%. And it's all about reframing the narrative and mm -hmm. getting that narrative out to the public. Our narrative is just right and wrong. What's right and what's wrong to us? It's just, It comes down to it. It's very simple. What is right, right wrong and wrong. America first because we're Americans. It's that simple. It is that simple. God bless America and God bless Israel. Sir, I will see you next week. Now, I'll be in Cleveland, Ohio next week. So if anybody should happen to see a good looking guy walking down the mean streets of Cleveland by the queue, it's probably going to be me. I'm only there for Remember our trip to Columbus? Legendary. Yeah.
Didn't Alex like skateboard at every stop like idiots? Yeah. Columbus was a lot of fun. And again, that's something that could be talked about in forever progress. Correct. <laughs> all right. Everybody out there, God bless Israel. God bless America. God bless you all. Be safe and have a great week. See you later.